All right, it's the Keith to the City Rangers podcast, and the Rangers put together their most impressive performance of the season, one of the most impressive performances in the history of the franchise on Wednesday night, beating the Flyers 9 to nothing at the Garden, and they did so without David Quinn, without his entire coaching staff on the bench. And I think that that does matter. I know that there's a lot of sarcasm out there. Fire Quinn. When he's off the protocol list, he shouldn't be let back. And while some of it is sarcastic, I do think there is some truth behind what happened on Wednesday night. I don't think it's complete coincidence that the Rangers had their best performance of the season without him there. I don't think it's uh, by chance that Mika Zibanejad finally broke out a six-point game, a hat-trick, doubling his goal total in the previous 27 games in a single period. The team didn't have to worry about the lines being shuffled from minute to minute, shift to shift. They didn't have to fear for a lack of ice time or being benched for a momentary lapse of judgment or just having a bad half a shift in one period affecting the rest of the game. They didn't have to worry about those things. And those are the things that David Quinn brings to the Rangers. This sort of younger youth, high school, junior, college mentality when he coaches in the NHL. And I this game had nothing to do with my opinion on Quinn, who I don't think should be the Rangers coach for the future, especially that this team is right there, right on the cusp of shedding the rebuild title, contending, being a team that's one of the best in whether it's the division or the conference next year. I don't know what what the alignment will be if they go back to what they had. But the Rangers are right there. They're right there to getting back to where they were six, seven, eight years ago. And I don't know that Quinn is the guy that should be doing it. His lineup decisions, his in-game strategies, his ice time decisions, to me, have been too much to overcome because the things that I've seen him be willing to do, I don't want him to be willing to do those in the future. And it's not like these are new opinions because of what happened on Wednesday. It just greatly reinforced them. And there was always going to be sarcastic comments about Quinn if the Rangers won that game by any score. They could have won six to five or one to nothing or three to two, but the fact that they won nine to nothing is probably worst case scenario for him. And if you're him, you can't be happy with what happened. I mean, you, I guess you're happy that your team won and they got two points and they're that much closer to a postseason berth. But in terms of performance, I mean, that was embarrassing at best for him. And at, and at worst, it has to make the front office question his status going forward. Just one game. Yeah, that, that's how different the Rangers looked in that one game. And this isn't an overreaction because I've been talking about him all season long. And Wednesday didn't change anything. All it did was reinforce it. Six different Rangers scored. Brendan Lemieux, Artemi Panarin, Pavel Buchnevich had two. Jacob Truba scored his first of the season. Zabanajad with the hat trick, the natural hat trick. Philip Heedle with a goal. I mean, Brett Howden got on the score sheet, so that's how much of a complete team effort this win was. And now the Rangers have picked up five of a possible six points over the last three games against the Bruins and the Flyers. Two very, very good teams. But I still don't envision them making the postseason and I don't want to give up on them yet but the math just isn't in their favor right now the first half of the season is in the books that was it last night was the 28th game and they finished the first half at 12 12 and 4 
And that's not going to cut it unless this second half is outstanding. And I'm talking about very, very, very outstanding. Because right now, there's six points out of the last spot in the East, which is currently held by the Bruins, who have been sliding down the standings. That's six points. That's three wins. Three wins separate the Rangers from a postseason berth. And you can easily go back and find three wins. I could think of three right off the top of my head. You could look at just their head-to-head matchup against the Penguins, in which they've played six times, had leads in five of those games, and lost five of those games. They're one in five against the Penguins, and they had leads in five of them. So just their matchups against the Penguins is preventing them from being a postseason team right now. So they're there. It's not like they suck the way the, the Sabres suck or the Senators or some of these lesser teams. They're right there. Hold on to some of these third-period leads because they've blown four of them. They're in the playoffs right now. That's how close they are. The problem is they're running out of time, and they can't get back those games that they blew in the third period. They came off the schedule, and with 28 games left, they're going to have to play at a crazy pace here. The Bruins are averaging 1.26 points per game. The Rangers are averaging one. And if the Bruins were to maintain that 1.26, which is certainly less than you would have expected this Bruins team to post, they'll finish with 71 points. 71 points. The Rangers have 28 points. They would need 43 points to get to 71 in their last 28 games. That's more than a point and a half a game. That's 1.54 points per game. That's like a 21 and 6 and 1 record. Or 25 and 3. Or 19, 4 and 5. Something like that. Something with an exorbitant amount of wins and very few losses. And I just don't see how that can happen. When you play in a division where you're seeing the Capitals, the Bruins, the Flyers, the Islanders, the Penguins, basically every night, and then you mix in a few games against the Devils and the Sabres, it's tough. It's tough. That's why you can't have two four-game losing streaks in the first couple weeks of the season because it's hard to overcome. And it's not like the the Rangers are just playing the Bruins for that last spot. The, The Flyers are sandwiched between them. And every single night in this division, someone's getting two points. And with the loser point, a lot of times there's three points being given out. Winning regulation games is what the Rangers need to do. And they have to win them at an unbelievable pace. I mean, to win 20, 21 of their last 28 games is just, that's that's wild. And there's no soft parts to the schedule unless you consider a few games against the Sabres with, this, with the current state there where they fire their head coach. Jack Eichel's out for an extended period of time. There's talks they're going to trade Taylor Hall, not that he's anything special. And then they have do have that four-game series, sort of four in a row against the Devils. But the Devils have had the Rangers number this season. And I still don't think the Devils are as bad as their recent play suggests. So it's going to be very, 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 very hard for the Rangers to make the playoffs. They need to play unbelievably well. And they need the Bruins to either continue to slide, play like 500 hockey, and also have the Flyers stink. It's hard. It's hard. It's going to be hard. Unless they have some 10-game winning streak that they're ready to go on right now, which I don't know how they're going to do that. Back-to-back games against the Capitals on Friday and Saturday coming up. 
that's the, the way the Rangers are going to make the playoffs. They have to go on some wild run. And you look at what they actually have done against the Capitals, they're 2-0 against them. Outscoring them 8-3 in those two games, the Capitals are tied for the league lead in the entire NHL for points. So the Rangers have proven they can play with the best teams in the league. They can beat the best teams in the league. They just don't do it consistently enough. They don't, they don't hold on to leads enough. And they never overcome deficits to win. And if you can't hold on to leads and you're unable to overcome deficits, that's a recipe for disaster. But the Rangers are right there with these teams. They've proven it. When they play their full game, they're as good as anyone in the league. And that's what's promising about where they are in this rebuild. They're right there, and this is it for the rebuild. Come the fall, there's no more rebuild. They will be expected to win next season. They will be expected to make the postseason next season. No more moral victories. No more, well, look how young they are. And the fall's not that far away. So they have 28 games between now and then to either make a push at the postseason this year or to truly, really develop this young core so that come the fall, they're ready to compete every single night for two points. No nights off, no route losses, no frequent lapses. So 28 games. And I'm not ready to give up on them yet for the postseason. It's going to be hard. Just gave you the math. The math is not in their favor. It's not impossible, but it's not likely. So I'm not giving up on them yet. I'm not ready to completely turn the season into just watching the young core and watching their development. We're not there yet. We're close. We've been close a lot of times. And every single time we get close, they give themselves an extra few games. But there's no more extra few games. There's 28 games left. And they have to win pretty much every single night from here on out. Or every three out of four nights. The two out of three is gone. Too much losing in this last quarter of the season. Now it's every three out of four. Go win every three out of four. And they'll be there for the postseason. So that'll do it for today. Rangers, Capitals this weekend, Friday and Saturday, back-to-back days. I'd say big games, but every game's big. Every game's been big this entire season. And they're only going to get bigger as the amount of remaining games decreases. So thanks for listening. Have a great weekend.